Welcome to the Bards FM podcast. This is Scott Kesterson, and tonight you're listening to Enemies in War in Peace, Friends. This war is real. Fighting is everything. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Tempt not the righteous man to draw his sword. Conviction, righteousness, ruthlessness. To understand tolerance, you have to understand the line of intolerance. War is the teacher, soldiers are the students. They become the bards of war. Good evening, patriots, and today is April 6th, Wednesday in the year 2022. And the world is not getting any less crazy. But what we do need to start looking at is what the real enemy is and what the fake enemies are that they're trying to throw at us. And that all centers around the difference between nation states and the corporate war of culture and ideologies that are being pressed upon us. Before we begin, make sure you are getting good sleep. That's so critical. And sleep is centered on getting having the right things to sleep on. And that's comes the best products out there come from MyPillow. MyPillow.com is the place to get some of the finest sleep products currently on the market. Sheets, bedding, mattresses, mattress toppers, pillows, pillowcases, you name it. And of course, Bards Nation, being the great nation that we are, has its own landing page on MyPillow that feature all the latest specials. That's Bards Nation's landing page is MyPillow.com forward slash Bards. And you can use your promo code BARDS to get access to all these great savings. The Giza sheets, Giza cotton sheets are stunning. They are absolutely amazing, super comfortable, something you once you have them, you won't know how you lived without them before. The MyPillow Classic, another great product. Giza sheets are on sale right now for 60% off. MyPillow Classic's down for $19.98. And many, many more savings. So head on over to MyPillow.com. Use your promo code BARDS, B-A-R-D-S. You can also use your promo code on the My Store site, the Frank Speech site, and the MyPillow.com site, anywhere on there. And if you want to speak to a Patriot Pillow counselor to guide you through, then all you need to do is dial 800-975-2939, 800-975-2939. Talk to a Patriot Pillow counselor there at MyPillow. Use your promo code BARDS, and they'll get you hooked right up. So again, MyPillow.com forward slash BARDS. Use your promo code BARDS and know that every single time you put your dollars over there, you're voting for the type of company that we want more of in this nation, a company that lives by its values, fights for liberty, and puts God at the center. Again, MyPillow.com forward slash BARDS, promo code BARDS. All right, Patriots, so we've had another crazy day in news, which should be no surprise to anybody. All sorts of dumb stuff going on, and it is it's continuing to get crazier. And I think a lot of this we can honestly say is because they are losing control of the narrative, but at the same time, they're pressing into those sorts of things that are going to create scorched earth. And I've talked about this before is the importance of understanding how dark and evil these people are. They are not going to give up power unless there is a permanent rift, or I should say it this way, that they can leave permanent rifts and scars on culture because their way of working, which is truly a Luciferian method, is to leave people so damaged emotionally and spiritually 
then it leaves them the gaps and the, the wounds to work in on later on so that they can never totally be expunged. That's truly the spiritual war that's going on here. So we have to start taking a look at really where the real enemy is and discerning between that enemy and those that we're building peace with. Obviously, right on top of the list, if we're paying attention to the mainstream media, is the Russia, 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 Russia theme, which has been going on forever. And I think if we really start to dig into Russia, and we're going to do that through the program tonight, I think that you will see that they are far from our enemy and most likely our friend. And I'm going to present to you some of my theories on really what I think has been going on. Again, these are my theories based on research, and it's kind of a perception or a picture that I've been building now over the last five years. And you may or may not agree with it, but I just want to present it as the point of considering what we're dealing with here and how significant it is to look at Russia from a different lens. Our real enemy is our government. Our real enemy are the government institutions and bureaucracies that have been waging war against the innocent people of this world in our name, against the innocent people of this world that have not wanted to be part of a petrodollar, and against us now, especially us, who have said that we don't want to be injected. The latest thing that just came out a little bit ago is that anybody now that is not injected with the bioweapon is being considered a potential domestic terrorist of violence, and they're trying to put this in place so they can investigate every single one of us. I say bring it. If that's how they want to fight this fight, then bring it, because we're pushing to a point, if they keep pressing, that there is no other way to solve this but to do exactly as our government was originally set up under, under the Declaration of Independence, which is that our responsibility is we, the people, have to overthrow this tyranny. Now, just so I capstone this before we start, I do not believe that there's any solution through this current government. This current government cannot be fixed by voting because it's owned by corporate interests and banking interests and Wall Street interests. I believe that what is coming and what has to come for the world to see true reset of the American brand is that we need to go out as the people ultimately through local action and we need to root out this evil totally and we need to take this country back as we the people not relying on politicians not relying on the two-party system and definitely expunging these corporations that have completely turned against us in so many ways this is a real significant moment for America to wake up on, and it is going to be trying and testing in every single way. They have divided us on so many levels. So let's start with just a roundup of some of the perceptions of where we are. Start with this little piece here on the mask craziness. So this is a parody, but just listen to this, and it's well done just to look how stupid this situation is with the masks. Here our friend Patty asks, can someone explain why we experience five ways with mask mandates, but now people are blaming the removal of them for wave six? What and who did we blame for the first five waves? The narrative has changed so much, I'm confused. Well, I'm glad you asked, Patty. The first wave was because we had no mask mandates. The second wave was because we had mask mandates, but not enough people were following the mask mandates. The third wave was because we were wearing one mask instead of two masks. And the fourth wave was because we had mask mandates, but 5% of the population was unvaccinated. The fifth wave was because we were wearing cloth masks instead of surgical masks. And the sixth wave is because we lifted the mask mandates. How's that so hard to understand? <laughs> this is the insanity in which we live. 
And it is literally flipping things back and forth so much that people went from being fearful of a pandemic to where they have scrambled them and literally broken them to where now they are compliant. And that's the, that's just so critical. Now, we need to start understanding where the real threat is. And the real threat is truly in this pedophile culture that has taken root across this world. These pedophiles have groomed their own and they have expanded their ranks. It is essential to appreciate what I just said because this is the enemy within and this is literally that one that's been in the shadows. It doesn't align by nation state. It doesn't align by any sort of direct corporate interest. It is a movement of taking advantage of children and others, but it looks it focuses on the grooming of kids so that it expands its ranks and then it fills its ranks across government, across public institutions with others of its own kind. Listen to this piece from Australia and you'll begin to see just how deeply infected this is as a very well-spoken man asks the health committee, which is mixed up, is a mix of men and women to answer a simple question. I'm going to finish up then, because this hasn't been very helpful, with a very simple question for the department, and that is one which has troubled me for a great deal of time with the bureaucracy here. Can someone please provide me with a definition of what a woman is? <coughs> department of Health. Definition of a man. Definition of a woman. Anyone? It's pretty basic. Basic stuff. Professor Murphy. <laughs> there, look, I think there are... There are a variety of definitions, and I, I think a simple perhaps, one. perhaps to give a, a more fulsome answer, we should take that on notice. You're going to take on notice yeah. the question of what a woman no, is. No, well, there, there are a variety. There, it, it's a very, it's a very, uh, it's a very contested space at the moment, Senator. It's not I just mean, a woman who's born a woman. But there are definitions in That's terms hilarious. of how people identify themselves. So we're happy to provide. Our working that definition is on one of the, I've only been here two years. That's the best thing I've seen thus far. Thank you so much. So we are dealing with an, a group of people that have found certain organizations in this country to hide behind. Health and Human Services, they've worked within the various elements of government. I know for a fact that the CIA has a massive group of the rainbow flag LGBTQ warriors and it has also in its past recruited pedophiles specifically and trained them at the farm to send them abroad. This is an entire pedophile network. And these are pedophiles and psychopaths literally go together. There's no emotion towards people. They take pride in taking advantage and being predators on the innocent. And right now, what you're seeing and witnessing is the faces of these are popping up in the places you expected them the least. But where it is, is they've been coming up directly in our schools. And this is where, again, we have become way too complacent as a public to trust teachers simply because they're teachers. And we did not assume that they would be becoming predators to the kids. They are. And they become the, they become the groomers for the predators later on. And you're seeing this across not just about the teachers that are LGBTQ, but you're seeing this with teachers that themselves align or accept the teachings of multi-gender and gender confusion as a principal issue for the young. So listen to this 
piece here from a teacher in Kansas. Ready when they've been exposed to information, they're ready to learn about it, whether you think they are or not. And the research says that there is no age too young to talk about pretty much anything. If they know about it, they're ready to learn about it, right? So there is no, you know, what we think is always age appropriate. It is if they don't know about it. If they haven't been exposed to it, then yeah, you can give them time to develop. But once they're exposed to it and social media is going to do it, right? I know some kindergartners in the school with cell phones. Mine had a cell phone. And so they they get access to information. They can they can learn quickly. The world is teaching them faster than probably you are. And so um, the extent to which we can have conversations with parents around um, how do we want to um, approach talking about LGBTQ plus because there are students as early as kindergarten who are identifying um, as uh, non gender conforming, uh, non binary. Um, that are transgender. Um, And so because they're in our school, they're in our classrooms, then that becomes a responsibility on the adults to say, okay, um, I have a student who identifies this way. And so it's my responsibility to make sure the classroom is inviting to to them, uh, just like it is to someone who might be um, Asian, Laotian, um, Korean, um, African, um, whatever the, identity is you see how they just did that they just took your sexual identity as a child and they mixed it in with an identity of a nation state and so they've used those constructs as if they're all equal and for a child the teacher here is also giving you a major clue is that the kids are getting influenced and quote taught by the internet fyi if your kids are being are using the internet I don't care if supervised or not, they are getting exposed to this. And if you have any questions about that, just check out Disney. And this is where Disney has become a big red pill for a lot of people to realize just how deep their programming has been going on for years. The whole principle here is that the movement within the schools, CRT and Q theory, QT, which is literally all together, What they're pushing right now is designed specifically to create racial division, to create guilt within the white Christian class, and then to target the youth with Q theory so that they will identify with another gender and become comfortable and re-empowered in a gender that does not feel like it is misogynist or that it's been exploitive. All of this is part of their game in destroying the nuclear family and waging war, and they're doing this across the globe because ultimately the idea is to break Western culture and then not have to worry so much about Chinese and and Oriental culture because, hate to say it, but Asian culture is very compliant. So are most of the other cultures around the world very compliant because they've spent years conditioning them and breaking them. So right now we are in a very critical time of parents having to make some hard decisions and the critical decision is to get your kids out of school. That's a big one. But the issue with Disney, which seems to be new to people, wasn't new to South Park. Listen to this piece from South Park. This is the voice of Mickey talking to a boy band. Hello, sir. How was your trip? What's all this I'm hearing about not wearing the purity rings, huh? Uh, we'll just leave you alone. 
So I guess we have some issues, huh? <laughs> we need to talk about something. Oh boy! I just love flying all the way to Colorado to hear about your problems. <laughs> Look, we just want our concerts to be about our music and not about purity rings. Oh gosh, fellas, let me explain this to you one more time. You have to wear the purity rings because that's how we can sell sex to little girls. <laughs> See, if we make the posters with little girls reaching for your junk, then you have to wear purity rings or else Disney Company looks bad. <laughs> Well, we don't want to be selling sex to little girls anymore. The ring stay on. Well, well, maybe we'll just refuse to go on stage. You don't talk to me like that, you little piece of shit. Get the up, get the up. Now, do we have a problem? No, sir. No, Mr. Mouse. No, Mr. Mouse. Oh, that's good, because I thought we had a problem for a minute there, huh? All right, now, get out there and make me some goddamn money, huh? Isn't that interesting how South Park had Disney nailed? And people say, don't watch South Park. South Park had it nailed. Disney is this way and always has been this way. It's been a predator and groomer from the very beginning. Walt Disney was a 33rd degree Mason. For those of you that want to tell me that, Oh, Walt would be turning over in his grave. No, he wouldn't. He'd be happy as hell right now where he is. So this is an issue that we've had all along, that Disney has been part of the major engine to empower these people, and they have built this engine within the very fabric of culture to attract families and kids to come in and to be using that as a grooming agent culturally across our entire country. And they did so by bringing it right into your living room with the Disney Channel and the Sunday Night Disney Show. Red flag number one should have been when we talked about our rocket program and we have Nazis on the Disney program telling people that we are like Von Braun, telling people about our rocket program to go to the moon when he was a former Nazi and they're bringing him in as on the family program on Sunday evening. This is, our culture has had this fabric for years and they've been building up to where we are now. The, the enemy has never been a nation state. The enemy has been our institutions driven by a pedophile culture, which has been the predators of the entire country. Now, this is a major problem that we face now because we're still being confronted with the Russia, Russia, Russia narrative. A Russia, Russia, Russia narrative that is, frankly, setting up the conditions for something pretty severe that's coming at us. Putin, and I want to just lay this out to you now and have you consider this. Now, first of all, I want to go back to somebody by the name of Yuri Bezmanov. He was a KGB defector. Mr. I want you to Bezmanov listen. was born in 1939 in a suburb of Moscow. He was the son of a high-ranking Soviet Army officer. He was educated in the elite schools inside the Soviet Union and became an expert in Indian culture and Indian languages. He had an outstanding career with Novosti, which was the, and still is, I should say, the press arm or the press agency of the Soviet Union. It turns out that this is also a front for the KGB. He escaped to the West in 1970 after becoming totally disgusted with the Soviet system, and he did this at great risk to his life. He certainly is one of the world's outstanding experts on the subject of Soviet propaganda and disinformation and active measures. Well, you spoke several times 
before about ideological subversion. That is a phrase that uh, I'm afraid some Americans don't fully understand. When uh, the Soviets use the phrase ideological subversion, what do they mean by it? Ideological subversion is, is the slow process which we call either ideological subversion or active measures, in the language of, of the KGB, or psychological warfare. What it basically means is to change the perception of reality of every American to such an extent that despite of the abundance of information, no one is able to come to sensible conclusions in the interests of defending themselves, their families, their community, and their country. It's a great brainwashing uh, process which goes very slow and it's divided in, in four basic stages. Uh, the first one being demoralization. It takes from 15 to 20 years to demoralize a nation. Why that many years? Because this is the minimum number of years which requires to uh, educate one generation of students in the country of, of, of your enemy, exposed to the ideology of the enemy. In other words, Marxism-Leninism ideology is being pumped into the soft heads of, of, of at least three generations of American students without being challenged or counterbalanced by the basic values of Americanism, American patriotism. The demoralization process in the United States is basically completed already. Uh, for the last 25 years, actually it's overfulfilled because uh, demoralization now reaches such areas where previously not even Comrade Andropov and, and all his experts would, would even dream of such a tremendous success. Most of it is done by Americans to Americans, thanks to lack of moral standards. As I mentioned before, uh, exposure to true information does not matter anymore. A person who was demoralized is unable to assess true information. The facts tell nothing to him. Uh, even if I shower him with information, with, with authentic proof, with documents, with pictures, even if I take him by force to the Soviet Union and show him concentration camp, he will refuse to believe it until he, he is going to receive a kick in, the, in his fat bottom. When a military boot crashes his balls, then he will understand, but not before that. That's the tragic of the situation of demoralization. The next stage is destabilization. This time, subverter does not care about your ideas and the patterns of your consumption. Whether you eat junk food and get fat and flabby, it doesn't matter anymore. This time, and it takes only from two to five years to destabilize a nation, uh, it's, what, what matters is essentials. Economy, foreign relations, defense systems. Uh, and you can see it quite clearly that in some areas, uh, in such sensitive areas as, as uh, defense, an economy, uh, the uh, influence of Marxist-Leninist ideas in the United States is absolutely fantastic. I, I could never believe it 14 years ago when I landed uh, in this part of the world that the process will go that fast. Uh, the next stage, of course, is crisis. It, it, it may take only up to six weeks to, to bring a country to the verge of crisis. You can see it in, in Central America now. And after crisis, with a violent change of, of power, structure, and economy, you have so-called the period of normalization. It may last indefinitely. Normalization is a cynical expression, 
borrowed from Soviet propaganda. When the Soviet tanks moved into Czechoslovakia in 68, Comrade Brezhnev said, now the situation in brotherly Czechoslovakia is normalized. This is what will happen in the United States if you allow all these schmucks to bring the country to crisis, to promise people all kinds of goodies and the paradise on earth, uh, to, to destabilize your uh, economy, to eliminate the principle of free market competition, and to put a big brother government in Washington, D.C., with the benevolent dictators like Walter Mondale, who will promise lots of things, never mind whether the promises are fulfillable or not. There you have it, patriots. That's about where we are right now. Because where we have entered into is the collapse of the dollar. Now, Putin has made a move into Ukraine. And with this, this group of schmucks, to use his own term, that is now running this country, has used that as a precipice or a precipitous to start moving us rapidly into total implosion. We have seen the continued crushing of the farming production in this nation. We've seen the continued stopping of natural resource extraction. We've seen the overspending. Since 2020, we have printed more dollars. 80% of the money that's in circulation was printed since 2020. The national debt now is $30 trillion, and it's been a forced push to get the economy at a tipping point to where it will now begin its own self-destruction. At this point now, as we begin, they are going to offer, they're going to create the crisis, and the crisis is on the horizon. This is what we keep talking about. And that crisis that's coming at us is a crisis of food and energy centered on there. In fact, that's the latest one of the articles that was written today in the Gateway Pundit, which I'm glad to see them finally picking it up, is that the Americans have never seen famine. We are about to enter into a famine stage. As farming production declines, as the availability for fertilizer, which was generated by the sanctions that this country imposed upon Russia to not allow our farmers access to cheap fertilizer, since Russia controls the majority of urea and potash in the world, that sort of duality that's dual that's happening there is forcing this country into a spiral. And it's going to cause massive increase in costs, it already has, in the production of food, which means since farmers don't control the price of their food, that's controlled out of the commodities market in Chicago. They're subject to a price fixing that's quote unquote supposed to be free market, which it isn't because the farmers don't take it don't get the advantage of price changes that happen at the commodities market in Chicago. They're still limited to whatever the low buy point is for those buyers. So we're looking at the beginning of this crisis somewhere around July. And from there, this crisis will only accelerate and get worse by the fall and then through into next year. Shortages will start to appear most likely in July and extreme shortages will happen in the fall. What is then scheduled to follow after that? According to Biden's EO, to accelerate the production of a CBDC, that arrives somewhere around November at a peak crisis point when they will likely start to introduce the new digital dollar. And with that, you will have the nightmare of nightmares. Take a listen to this piece on the CBDC. I'm going to show you a clip and... Tell me, do you think that this is fake? Is it just rhetoric? Are they just talking out their ass? 
because this would never happen in the United States. Stick with me till the end. Where we are about to, and I'll say this boldly, we're about to abandon the traditional system of money and accounting and introduce a new one. And the new one, the new accounting, is what we call blockchain. It means digital. It means having an almost perfect record of every single transaction that happens in the economy, which will give us far greater clarity over what's going on. It also raises huge dangers in terms of the balance of power between states and citizens. In my opinion, we're going to need a digital constitution of human rights if we're going to have digital money. Uh, but also, this new money will be sovereign in nature. Most people think that digital money is crypto and private. But what I see are superpowers introducing digital currency. The Chinese were the first. The U.S. is on the brink, I think, of moving in the same direction. The Europeans have committed to that as well. And the question is, will that new system of digital money and digital accounting accommodate the competing needs of the citizens of all these locations so that every human being has a chance to have a better life? Because that's the only measure of whether a world order really serves. I mean, seriously, what kind of... What could a government do with that much power over its citizens where with a click of a button, it could close your bank account? I've heard a million times that a digital currency is not going to happen in America. Then why did they have to do that? Why did Senators Grassley, Cruz, and Braun have to submit new legislation that prohibits the Federal Reserve from issuing a central bank digital currency directly to individual legislation that prohibits the Fed Federal Reserve from distributing digital currency. Oh, this is why Biden signed an executive order having the government, the federal government, looking into creating a CBDC. Biden takes big step toward government-backed digital currency. I've heard nothing of this until today and I just went on to Senator Grassley's page and kind of started going through some of his articles and found that from just the other day that my friends is complete and utter power over all of us we don't have dollar bills to save we don't have dollar bills to spend we don't do what they tell us to do we're cut off don't tell me it could not happen and just that's exactly theory. what they are planning on doing this is the crisis that they'll create, and then they we will follow that with a period of normalization. It's textbook of what Yuri Bezmanov has laid out. So let me present with you a concept, a, some, a way of looking at this problem. This is a theory of mine, but it's be, I'm beginning to reflect on this a little differently about, again, where our real enemies are. The emphasis has been all along on the interest that Russia and the United States are enemies. The fact is that prior to the, the Bolshevik Revolution, the Tsarist government of Russia was actually on good terms with the United States. In fact, during the American Civil War, Russians sailed a ship, which you'll recall came up in a previous interview we had with Nikolai, that the ship sailed to San Francisco as a warning to the British to not meddle in our civil war. Russia also sold us the Alaska Territory. They would not have sold that territory had they not had good relationships with the United States. In the war, in the revolution 
1917, that Russia was taken over by the deep state, what we call the deep state today. And that was the Bolsheviks that were funded by the German, which ultimately I bet those lines will lead us back to Ukraine and the Kazarian Mafia when they instituted the coup at, in Russia and they did the same thing to Russia as we just had happen on November 3rd, 2020. It was a form of what we call now a color revolution, which was engineered and mastered later on by the CIA. The CIA, the same CIA that brought over the Nazis after World War II under Operation Paperclip, which wasn't 3,000, it was closer to 10,000, which they used to infiltrate their ranks throughout the ranks of government and throughout the ranks of U.S. corporations. So the one big red pill the Americans are going to have to swallow is the fact that we have become the Fourth Reich very quietly, very stealthily across this globe. And this NWO nonsense, it's not new world order. It's the Nazi world order that we are now being part of and we are pushing. Keep in mind, when they put out the measures of the anti-Nazi to take a, a position against crushing Nazis in Ukraine, two countries voted against it, Ukraine and the United States. That was at the UN just a few weeks ago. So here's where I want you to consider. The Q program is a very interesting program because in the early part of Q, there is a great deal of information that has proven to be actually quite true. There has been an assumption all along that the Q program was centered out of the United States somehow within the secret elements of our government, like a deep intel. I'm going to propose something else to you tonight. You've heard Yuri Bezmanov, former KGB. Putin was also KGB. But I want you to think about this. We know for a fact that Putin was working under a Soviet system which was atheist. Yet somehow Putin, who was, who was baptized when he was young and was a Russian Orthodox, managed to get through all the KGB screenings, including lie detectors, and rise to the top. This is a very interesting reality that no one's really dug into yet. I'm beginning to wonder, listening to Putin's latest discussions, which he is constantly using faith in his conversations, he is talking about Christian faith. He has built more churches in Russia than any president in the world, or more churches, period, than any president in the world, and he's built those throughout Russia. Putin has become on a quest to crush bioweapons labs, and to pursue pedophiles throughout the country of Ukraine. He's been on the pursuit of getting to the core of rooting out the Nazis in Ukraine. And the interesting thing is, at the time when Yuri Brezmanov was interviewing, which is 1984, the KGB had already achieved a very similar program to Q, which they had used on their own people years before. It begins to wonder if Russia isn't our best ally and it was once again trying to help wake up America. Q is unidentifiable as a program. No one can identify where its source is. And though it does, it is most likely an international consortium of small units of people that have come together to topple the cabal. And Q was definitely hijacked somewhere along the way about July of 2019 after we had the change of command that when Milley came in. The question that one has to ask is, was Q used as a Russian information program to do two things which would be very critical? I have said all along that Q is a pacification program. I do believe that. But I'm not sure that pacification is a bad thing in these terms. Because what the American public was very 
geared towards doing was going to war with guns. I can attest to that firsthand because I was out there campaigning for President Trump in 2016, talking to many of the militias and the gang members. People were ready to start going to war. And these were some of the things that we were hearing. Things like, if Trump loses, we're going to go shoot Democrats. I am not exaggerating about that. And our role was always the same. You will not. That is not the way we work here. And then we would go into further discussions, defuse those, and in the process, built some amazing relationships with American militias across this nation that turned into be a significant voting block within the Rust Belt states. In fact, as I mentioned before, we were able to recruit 3,000 votes that weren't even on the map by going to militias and getting many to vote for the first time. So the whole principle here is that people were at the end of their, of their patience. And America's resolve has never been geared towards an information war. Americans were always pegged and inflamed to, to have a trigger war. Yet this war, as we know, has never been a war about triggers or guns. This war has always been a war of information and perception. And for the, to the large degree, Americans still not, are not equipped for it. Interestingly, that most of the Russian public has been immersed in an information war since the 1917 takeover by the Bolsheviks. And they have suffered miserably at the hand of the deep state. Russians have lost over 30 million people during the span of 1917 to, to when the Soviet Empire collapsed, which was about 1989 to 1991 at the end of Glasnost. This is something that we have to start listening because when you start listening to Putin's speeches, he is talking to the West these days. He is telling the West, your government is going to be creating a famine. Your government is creating a world crisis. Your government is more focused on the homosexual culture than in building the realities of what you need to do to build strong nations. All of these things are true. All of them. The problem is that most of Americans still have a framework of Russia that's built on the Soviet communist era and the cold war period much of which was framed intentionally to make us hate them that period is long over when you look at the statistics of what's going on in russia there is no reason that russia and the united states shouldn't be best friends in this fight against the deep state but between us and them is the media our government and corporate interests all of which you have seen exit russia as a way to punish them, but every single one that does, you should be looking at and asking why. Because Ukraine is a false lead. It is the center of the Kazarian Mafia. It is the center of the true Nazis. The Azov Battalion is absolutely Nazi-based. And what's been going on over there in the human sex trafficking level is crazy. My own research over the last few years has always led to one thing. Why does Ukraine have so many orphans? And that picture begins to come out. It's not only from the adoption of orphans from these crazy Luciferians, but it's also the LGBTQIA, AI plus whatever culture, the rainbow flag warriors that have been wanting to adopt children that are now working with firms like a German company who's creating baby factories in the Ukraine. These baby factories are women that are held and forced to have children and those children then are taken from them and adopted out for a fee of 49,000 euros. That's just another form of trafficking. It just takes a legal framework. And Ukraine has been allowing it. 
So I'm encouraging you to look at Russia very differently. Listen to Putin's speeches. I'm convinced more and more that if you're going to look at the Q program and go back, I'm convinced more and more that that program was launched to the American people in hopes of waking America up and avoiding what would have been the worst civil war in the history of humankind. And it would have done exactly what the deep state has wanted all along, which is to force us to shoot and kill each other rather than focus on the real enemy, which is them, are the ones that sit in Washington and those that sit in our corporate heads, those that sit and control our education, those that sit in the legal systems, and those that sit at the universities. This is a very important principle because I will tell you, historically, there is no congruity with the concept that Russia is expansionist, none whatsoever. If you understand Russia's history, you understand something very clear. Russia has always wanted to be Russia and create a small buffer around them to avoid other states from coming in on them. I'm going to challenge you with something else on this thought too, which is very critical. And I think it opens up an opportunity to learn from Russia as we go forward. Russia is a nation that while it has a unified language of Russian, each region has many of their own languages. And so interestingly, as unified as Russia is as a nation, State by state, there are predominant languages that are not Russian. That is not our situation here in the United States. And yet, they're being successful in keeping the country unified. Now watch this. And it's something I just, I'm challenging you to ponder on the implications of this and the magnitude of what this speaks of in Russia. Right now, in Ukraine, one of the lead elements that's fighting loyally to the Russian state is a Muslim Chechnyan or groups of special operators that are in there rooting out the Nazis. Now listen again to what I just said. Muslim Chechnyans. Chechnya was just at war with Russia years ago. Today, Chechnyan Muslims are fighting for Putin, and Putin is an open Christian in his country. He has brought unity across religious boundaries, unlike any other nation in the world. This is something we should all be looking at and paying attention to. Right now, we are on a cusp of a major crisis. It's a crisis. I want you to hear the magnitude of what happened today as we start to wrap up tonight's show. This is the oh shit moment. The second day, Tuesday, and again yesterday, the two and the 10-year treasury bond inverted, meaning this is that moment where oh shit, a recession's coming. One of the things you have to understand is that the markets work in cycles. And one of the big cycles you need to look at is the long-term debt cycle right here. The long-term debt cycle has three different patterns, a rise, a decline, and a recovery. And we are at the end of a 50 to 75 year cycle. The last cycle was the Great Depression. You fast forward till now, this is where we're at. We're on our way back down. And the last reason comes down to Fed actions. Fed actions because of Russia, Ukraine, the end of globalization, the Fed is going to raise rates another six times just this year, 1.75 in 2022. That's going to impact the markets and real estate. Not only that, you got the Fed unwinding the balance sheet. They're going to start selling all of the bonds over $9 trillion. They're going to start selling it in the open market. That's going to be like sucking all the liquidity that they just infused back out. Now, hopefully, they can nail it with President Biden to the soft landing. They won't. 
So what does this tell you? It tells you it's time for you to prepare. It's time for you to get, to get your house in order. It's time for you to start taking this serious. This isn't speculation. This is going to happen. That's Chris Nigel on Telegram or TikTok, excuse me. He's got it nailed. We are now watching them create the crisis. And you just heard from the plan that Yuri Bismanov has laid out that was a KGB plan that this is exactly where they're creating the crisis. They're starting to sell off of the bonds. They're starting to create a mass chaos in the market. They are going to try to force the absolute collapse of the dollar. And in doing so, what they're trying to do then is to force everybody onto a CBDC using ledger technology, not blockchain, ledger technology that allows them to track every single purchase to know exactly what you're spending on and what you're not, putting you completely into a digital currency that has no paper currency whatsoever so that they can track everything you do and further determine what you can and can't spend and even further control you by your spending because that's how they ultimately seize control over the entire population. So all of this is to gain a perspective of where the real enemy is. The Russia, Russia, Russia thing should be a red flag for everybody by now. Russia has not been our enemy. It hasn't been our enemy for a long time. And I'm not going to sit here and wave the flag of Putin and say he's perfect either. But I will tell you this. In the perspective of leadership right now across the world, the one person that is pretty clear what he's fighting for is Putin. And the one thing that is really clear of what is fighting against us is our government. Pay attention. Because this crisis that's coming at us isn't happening because of Russia. It's happening because of the people, the dirtbags that were supposed to be representing us in the name of freedom and liberty. That's not happening. There's only one way through this, patriots. No one's coming to save us. No one's coming to on a white horse. It's we, the people. It's been in the Constitution. It's been in the Declaration of Independence since the beginning. We, the people. We, the people, are the answer. We, the people, are the cure. Buckle up. We've got a lot ahead of us, but we're going to get through this, and we're going to get through this powerfully and mightily, and we're going to show the world what true leadership from the ground up looks like. Let's pray. Father, we come to you tonight awakened, excited, alert, and aware of the threats that come at us, but very clear on where the origins of this threat are. Increasingly, Father, you are opening up the truth of what we can see, and we can see it clearly, how this war is being waged, going after our thoughts, going after the ideologies and the belief, and attacking the innocent. Father, we just ask right now, increasingly as we pray for the clarity of each step, the clarity for what we need to do, each one of us, as each of us takes responsibility in our lives to pray, prepare, to build the ark, to build, fill the silos, and knowing that there is a crisis coming on the horizon, not to face this with fear, but face this with righteous indignation and a fire in our gut that will lead us forward, to lead our communities forward, and to show a new way forward as we, the people, reclaim power of this nation. Father, we pray that all of the plans of the enemy will be shattered and broken, that their deceptions, their ideological games, their sexual obsession is destroyed, 
that we see our children awaken, that we see the many who are walking in the shadows awaken, and that we align and come together as one people in one body. And we say these things in Christ Jesus' name. Amen. Whatever you are, wherever place you are, what station you are at in your life, this is not a time to have any fear. This is a time to build out a very methodical plan. If you're curious about that, last night's show, we went over that fairly well in detail, and we'll go through that more and more going forward. But this is going to require always for us to go backwards to go forward. We have to go back and reclaim some fundamental ideas, fundamental ways of being for, in order for us to be successful as a nation. We've been out of touch with that. And as I read last night, and I will close tonight with this, a quote from Edward Abbey, if America could be, once again, a nation of self-reliant farmers, craftsmen, hunters, ranchers, and artists, then the rich would have little power to dominate others, neither to serve nor rule. That was the American dream. Let us first pursue the American dream. Have a blessed night, patriots. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil. Never relent. Always press into the fight. Keep your prayers up. Seek that guidance from God. He's speaking boldly to our hearts. Listen closely. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God will win. But we are here in this time, in this place, for such a time as this. Occupy the land. Expand the kingdom. Mission forward. Have a blessed night. I will see you tonight for Fishers of Men. Until then or until the next time, God bless and out for now. We shall pay any price, bear any burden, meet any hardship, support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing. 
not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. has only one intent, to destroy God's light and to enslave. It has no scruples, it has no rules but one, to win at any cost. But we will never bow, for we are the remnant that will hold the line. This is war. We fight. We push. We climb. We never give in. We become the nightmare that evil didn't know could exist. We pray. We stand. We live by the words in God we trust. We fear nothing. We are the light that can never be extinguished. We are patriots. We are the digital army that will help deliver God's wrath. <laughs> 